So I actually recorded my presentation because those of you who have heard my voice before know that I lose it and I cough and I choke and I blah, blah, blah. Um, so I recorded it um, and Doug's going to play it here in a minute. But I just want to let you know that I'm tonight I'm giving you an overview of, of comedy and how it has impacted social change. And of course my phone rings, you know, but anyway. And then tomorrow we're gonna do a workshop where we actually um, look at blindness issues and try and uh, come up with some comedy that may assist us in providing uh, blindness awareness uh, and really changing people's perceptions. So tomorrow we're going to talk more about the kinds of different kinds of comedy and um, work on some strategies. So without further ado, here is my presentation. As individuals with blindness or vision loss, we tend to spend a lot of time trying to inform or educate the public about our abilities. A major object of our organization is to do blindness awareness in our communities, with healthcare providers, among families impacted by vision loss, with legislators, and so on. Tonight, I'd like to share with you a new strategy for bringing about awareness of our issues and our abilities, and that is comedy. I believe comedy, whether through satirical methods or other kinds of humor can be a bridge to awareness. So I'm going to talk about what makes comedy such a great tool, give you a bit of history about comedy and how it's been a force for change, share some examples, and explain why it's important for us to move toward this new strategy. Let's start with this idea of awareness. In many people's minds and often in our organizations, we equate awareness with providing facts, sharing information, imparting knowledge. Even though we convey our awareness materials, are we truly bringing about awareness? What we're really aiming for is a change in perception. We want people to view us differently, to treat us as people, to understand our needs, and to respect our abilities. Bringing about awareness isn't about dumping knowledge in someone's lap. It's about moving them to think and act in a new way. Marketing studies show that when we find ways to connect with people on the emotional level, they are more likely to change their perceptions. For sighted people, the emotions most closely related with blindness are fear, pity, and uncertainty. These are the emotions that drive their perceptions. So these are the emotions that we should be striving to overcome through our awareness efforts. We need to ask ourselves, how do we replace their fear of going blind with the hope that blindness isn't the end of life? How do we change their pity into respect? And how do we shift 
their uncertainty into acceptance. We use laughter, smiles, and the absurd to literally enlighten their dark, grim perception of what blindness is into a positive view of us and our abilities. Comedy can help us make people feel comfortable while giving us access to their emotions. Humor is the ultimate conversation starter, especially for scary topics such as blindness and disability. George Carlin, the most famous comedian, said, No one is ever more himself or herself than when they really laugh. Their defenses are down. They are completely open, completely themselves, when that message hits the brain and the laugh begins. That's when new ideas can be implanted. If a new idea slips in at that moment, it has a chance to grow. A communication researcher writes, The current theory of humor, the theory of incongruity, describes humor as an enjoyable experience of a mismatch between what we expect and what we experience. Since American society was built on the ideals of democracy, but is awash in the realities of social and political imperfection, comedy can bring awareness to these discrepancies in a way that we can hear. This makes humor a powerful communication tool and potential change agent and expands its value far beyond its common role as entertainment. If we look at a key phrase in there, an enjoyable experience of a mismatch between what we expect and what we experience, what we're talking about is finding fun, entertaining ways to accentuate the difference between people's grim perspective of being blind and the reality of who and what we are. Wrapping awareness in humor makes our message more attractive, more engaging, and yes, more effective than the straightforward awareness approach that many nonprofits rely on. Using comedy to bring about awareness and spur on social change has been going on in America since the inception of our country. During our first century, Benjamin Franklin, Jonathan Swift, and Mark Twain were famous for their, for their satirical critiques of American society and government. During the Great Depression, the humor and bipartisan political skewering done by Will Rogers provided an acceptable way to critique the dominant forces in society and ridicule those in power. He provided an outlet for anger and frustration 
during a time of economic hardship. And he even expressed hope for a brighter future. In the 1960s and 1970s, stand-up comedians used their platforms to provide commentary on the civil rights movement, the Vietnam War, and women's rights. For 46 seasons now, Saturday Night Live has been a force for social change and policy change by highlighting the absurdity in our politics and our political leaders through its comedic sketches that use sarcasm, irony, exaggeration, and parody. Late night shows such as Last Week with John Oliver, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and the like have become experts at providing comedic commentary on the news while clearly promoting social change. The biggest catalyst for examining and adjusting our social norms has been the situation comedy. Sitcoms have been hugely successful because they invite us into their world. We relate to the characters and live vicariously through them. They lighten our day, they make us laugh, but most of all, they make us feel safe. And it's in that special emotional zone that we are introduced to new or differing ideas and are able to wade through our concerns to a positive outcome. In his book, Sit Commentary, Television Comedies That Changed America, Mark Robinson explores sitcoms from the 1940s to the present through the lens of social change. This book is available through BARD. It's DB99390. Take a minute to think about the sitcoms you've enjoyed over the years and all the topics they've brought to the forefront while remaining entertaining and enjoyable. Bullying, racism, LGBTQ rights, drug and alcohol abuse, domestic violence, fraud, teen pregnancy, mental illness, AIDS, and I could go on and on. Let's look at one issue in particular, women's rights. In the early days of sitcoms, women were in the home only wearing dresses and hiding their pregnant bellies. Then the sitcom writers started pushing the boundaries of our social norms. Women could wear pants and go to work. Soon women characters were going on unchaperoned dates and moving out on their own. After a while, they were being portrayed giving birth, breastfeeding, and being the boss. Sitcoms have provided us with a safe place to reevaluate our perceptions of the world or a certain group of people 
and change our way of thinking. One of my favorite quotes from Robinson's book is, If you can break it up with laughter, you can just about explore anything. Whether it's been through satire, stand-up, sketches, or sitcoms, comedy has and continues to play a huge role in raising social awareness and inspiring change. Over the last few years, more and more nonprofits are capitalizing on comedy to promote their cause and engage with supporters. In 2019, the Center for Media Policy and Social Impact partnered with Comedy Central to launch their Yes And Laughter Lab. Yes And is a term from improv where participants build a story by stringing together statements that begin with Yes And. So anyway, or shall I say, yes, and this project encouraged comedians and social justice organizations to collaborate on comedic ideas that would impact their cause. While they hoped for 50 responses, they received over 500 proposals. And then six finalists were selected to pitch their idea before a special audience of content creators, entertainment outlets, and philanthropic backers. In a separate project last year, the Center for Media Policy and Social Impact began coordinating comedy think tanks. Over a four or five day retreat, the team from the comedy world learns about the nonprofit's mission, and then throughout their time together, the nonprofit team and the comedy team generate content ideas that target the organization's key issues with humor. By the end of the week, the nonprofit has concrete ideas to take to professional content creators and potential funders. Some of the organizations and causes that have benefited from participation in the comedy think tanks include caring across generations, elevating caregivers, illuminative, addressing the invisibility of Native American peoples, and color of change, interrogating racial justice and discrimination. As you may be able to imagine, the biggest challenge of the comedy think experience is lack of imagination. That is, getting the nonprofit personnel to take a step back and really let the comedians have the freedom to craft content they believe will be both entertaining and effective without being too messagey. Humor comes in a variety of styles which can be effective either alone or in combination with other comedic styles. 
what fits a message strategy for one issue may not work so well with another. Not all comedy is meant to be laugh out loud funny, but more, okay, something isn't right. It's that theory of incongruity that I mentioned earlier. Now, let's listen to some sample spots I found on YouTube, which rely on comedic tools to bring awareness to important issues. And what I want to say is, these things are hard to find. Uh, and so, while they may, it may appear uh, to be politically motivated, they are not. They are what I found and what worked in the audio setting so that you could truly get a sense of what's happening in the spots without seeing the spots. This first one is an ad for birth control pills. Or is it? You live a busy life. The last thing you want to have to worry about is your birth control pill. That's why we're introducing Orthoestrin, a new low-dose daily birth control pill with little to no side effects. Ask your doctor if birth control is right for you. Then ask your boss if birth control is right for you. Ask your boss to ask his priest. Find a Boy Scout and see what he thinks. Tap a mailman on the shoulder. Sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. Um, Tell him I... you didn't mean to startle him. Then ask him if birth control is right for you. Put it online and see how many likes it gets. Come on. Ask an old black man and an Asian boy playing chess in the park. Can I start this new birth control? Then ask them how they became friends because there has just got to be a story there. I'm trying to get birth control and I'm Ask someone ask who just got one of those cochlear implants and is hearing for the very first time. Yeah, yeah but can, can I get birth control? Ask Jeeves. I'm supposed to ask you too. Ask your mom's new boyfriend. Then ask the Supreme Court. Finally, ask yourself... Why you insist on having sex for fun? No <laughs> refills? I have to go through all this again next month? Yep. See you then. Can I have a gun? Yep. Remember, that's your right. <laughs> this spot's got a lot going on. Message-wise, we're talking about women's rights, we touch on gun control, and then we juxtapose the two to make the contrast just slap you upside the head. Comedically speaking, this spot uses farce, you know, a bit of unrealism. We don't buy birth control the same place we buy guns exaggeration of how many men she must consult before actually getting permission to get the pills irony comparing the ease of getting one thing with the difficulty of getting another and then the contrast of of the danger between the two 
issues. One's putting one person at risk where the other is putting our entire community at risk. Okay, now, spot number two is not quite as deep, thankfully. An abridged guide to flatulence. The Blast Furnace. What happened? Deep breath. The Rolling Thunder. The Horn of Jericho. The Spanish Wind. Up. The long goodbye. Farts are funny, but frequent gas and bloating may be possible symptoms of colon cancer. So know the warning signs at any age and share this video with your friends and family. Find out more about the symptoms at keepfartsfunny.org. Together, let's keep farts funny. Here we have pure potty humor to convey a very serious message. Which spot do you think would get more complete listens and shares? A 30-second lecture? about the warning signs of colon cancer or this fart fest. The spot is entertaining, educational, and engaging. And finally, our last spot is an oldie but goodie. This last spot is full of satire from moveon.org. Exclusive. Something terrible is happening. Something terrible is happening. Something, Something terrible, terrible is happening. Is happening. Something, Something terrible, terrible is happening. Health insurance executives are getting a bad rap. As the healthcare debate heats up, we need to remember who the real victims are. Health insurance executives. People are saying a lot of mean things about health insurance companies and their executives. And it's got to stop. These great businessmen are American heroes. So why is Obama trying to reform health care when insurance companies are doing just fine making billions of dollars of profit? Obama, why? Insurance companies need our support because they keep our selfish priorities in check when we can't. Please, doctor, my daughter's dying. She needs medication. Think about somebody else for once. If my kid falls off his bike and breaks his leg, he should have to pay that money out of pocket, out of his allowance. How else is he going to learn not to fall off that bike? And insurance companies are detail-oriented enough to deny claims for things like typos. If you spell something wrong, do you really deserve surgery? I don't think so. 80% of the American public support the public plan because it would give quality care people can actually afford. But when you think about it, who's really supporting it other than 80% of the American people? 
And the public option would make insurance companies lower their prices and give better service in order to compete. What's so American about competition? But health insurance companies are huge. They need to make big profits so they can afford to give their employees health insurance. Believe me, that stuff's not cheap. It makes sense. Insurance company CEOs have a right to their American dream. And it's five houses. A private plane. $500 million in your pocket. And a mini zoo in your backyard for exotic animals like a white tiger and pygmy horses. Insurance companies offer you variety. They can change the price in terms of your plan at any time or stop covering you altogether. Do you want to get rid of those options? So join us in the fight to protect our insurance company profits. They've looked out for our best interests for so long. Now, now we should, we should look, look out, out for, for theirs. theirs. And I'm not being sarcastic, not at all. MoveOn.org political action is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Now this spot is full of comedic tools. Sarcasm, irony, parody, exaggeration, and incongruity all work together. They are able to drive home their message while providing comedic relief from this issue. People can be entertained and educated about the issues at the same time. This marketing genre is called entertainment education. It's important for nonprofits to move from the straight PSA to this entertainment education model because digital media has drastically changed our attention span and our consumption of content. A growing body of research shows two clear social communication trends within the United States. First, the mass media landscape is increasingly saturated with content. And, second, the public has shifted to prefer digital media over traditional media. In other words, there's growing competition for people's attention and using the traditional methods of TV, radio, and print aren't getting the reach they used to. So our awareness efforts need to become more creative and better suited to social sharing platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, etc. While we may need to work harder initially to create great content, the shareability of digital media provides an immeasurable audience, unlike the limited nature of pre-internet media. Instead of relying on literal word of mouth to spread awareness among the community, the content itself can be shared throughout interpersonal networks at a push of a button, reaching many who would not have otherwise seen or have sought the content. And studies show that when people get content from folks they know, 
those sharers become influencers or what we used to call supporters or endorsers. Recipients are more likely to pay attention to the content because it was recommended by someone within their network. It's the old, a personal call gets you further than a cold call, but taken to the viral level. I'll sum up my message tonight in three words. Times have changed. Over the last 20 years, our country has gone through both social and entertainment revolutions. Unfortunately, though, many people's perceptions of the blind have not changed. I believe comedy, which has withstood the test of time for centuries, can be our bridge to awareness efforts in the future. Comedy can entertain people. It can educate with our message. It can enable new ways of thinking. And it can expand our impact through new social platforms. I invite you to join me tomorrow at 3 p.m. when we'll hold our own version of a comedy think tank focused on blindness issues. Bring your issues, your ideas, your note-taking implements, and most importantly, bring your imagination. And we'll work together to draft some comedic pieces. Thank you, and have a great night. Thanks, Sue. That was, that was great. Um, it even made me laugh, as everybody heard. Um, <laughs> and um, I know I'm looking forward to tomorrow afternoon. So um, we'll be getting into that and learning all about how to create our own humor. Maybe we can have a show somewhere um, that will be every bit as funny. Now I I and 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 as meaningful as well. Maybe it'll change people's minds. <laughs>